0: Good evening, it is 5 p.m., and you're tuned in to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM, brought to you by CFRC's News Collective Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Lauren Tucker, Jesse Bell, and Laura Franklin. Today in YGK is also brought to you through the support of the Local Journalism Initiative. Queen's University, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. I'm Christina Lori, and here are your local news headlines. Kingston Health Sciences Centers to Reduce Weekend Hours at its Urgent Care Center Starting Saturday, August 26th, Kingston Health Sciences Center's Urgent Care Center, located at its Hotel Deer Hospital site, will be reducing its hours of operation on weekends. Facing a, facing a shortage of emergency medicine physicians, the decision to reduce weekend hours at the UCC was made in order to ensure adequate physician staffing at the emergency department located at the Kingston General Hospital site. Moving forward, the UCC will operate Saturdays and Sundays from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Weekday operating hours will continue to be 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Monday to Friday. As a reminder, the UCC caps the daily number of patients that can be seen, which means it may also close registration earlier than the posted closing time. The cap is determined daily, based on the number of patients, physician, and nurse staffing levels, wait times, and the complexity of patients receiving care. Dr. David Messenger, head of the Department of Emergency Medicine, stated, Despite our recruitment efforts, we continue to be significantly short-staffed and our doctors and nurses are stretched thin. We need to take this action to preserve access to safe, timely, and high-quality emergency care for patients with serious illnesses and injuries from across our region. As staffing challenges became a significant concern last summer, the UCC began capping the number of patients that could be seen each day to enable healthcare teams to spend the appropriate amount of time with each patient and to provide safe and effective care. However, over the last six months, emergency physician staffing in particular has decreased further, resulting in the reduction of Weekend hours at the UCC. This is due to an inability to fill all the shifts required to maintain current operating hours at the UCC, while also filling all shifts necessary to provide care for the high volume of patients at the ED, which serves as the southeastern which serves as southeastern Ontario's major referral center for trauma, stroke, cardiology, subspecialized surgery, and mental health and addiction care. The emergency department at the KGH site will remain open. The emergency department at the KGH site will remain open and available 24/7 to provide care for patients with serious. Illnesses and injuries. The UCC, meanwhile, continues to be available seven days per week to serve patients with urgent health concerns. Kingston Fire and Rescue welcomes new Deputy Chief. Kingston Fire and Rescue is pleased to announce Don Carter has been hired as Deputy Chief of Operations and Training. We are thrilled to welcome Deputy Carter to Kingston Fire and Rescue, bringing with him more than 30 years of distinguished firefighting service and dedication to public safety, says KFR Fire Chief Monique Belair. Don is a diligent, thorough individual who will serve the Kingston community well. Deputy Carter comes to KFR from Belleville Fire and Emergency Services, where he most recently served as Deputy Fire Chief of Emergency Response. He began his career as a volunteer firefighter in 1992 with Belleville, transitioning to a full-time urban firefighter role in 2000. In Kingston, Deputy Carter will be a member of the KFR fire management team and play an integral role and play an integral part of planning, organizing, coordinating, and directing the day-to-day operations of KFR. Deputy Carter is well-versed in fire department operating guidelines, emergency support services, regulations, public education, policies, and applicable standards. One of Deputy Carter's first priorities will be to ensure all members of KFR are trained to the appropriate levels to meet the legislative requirements for fire service certification standards coming to ontario on july 1st 2026. deputy carter begins his new role today on august 21st that's all for your headlines this week and next up is arushi with your artist to watch for this week hi my name is Rue. i host yellow Bridge
1: Road on cfrc on sunday nights at 8 p.m and my artist to watch for this week is girl dad Girl Dad are an indie rock band from Kingston who were formed by four Queen's engineering students last fall. They played shows earlier this year, including an engaging set at Palooza at the Ale House this April. After some lineup changes, they have now released their debut EP, Wide Eyed Kids, that is now available on streaming platforms and they are on Instagram at ggirldadd. I spoke to them on my show about the new EP and what's next for them, and here are a few clips. We are talking to the band Girl Dad. They've just released their debut EP. It's called Wide-Eyed Kids. The last time that we heard from you guys was in April. Ailapalooza, and then a little while after that, you had a couple of more shows, uh, one more show. But how was Ailapalooza for you guys?
2: It was super fun. We didn't really expect to be able to play that venue. It is a big it's been venue, a dream.
1: isn't it? It's eight hundred people.
2: Uh, it, uh, I think it was like six forty-five, but still like a crazy amount of people. And like we were joined by two awesome bands, Top Caravan and Kings of Queen.
1: And what was the experience like?
2: Uh, yeah, the crowd was just phenomenal for that show. Just complete energy in the crowd is such a good experience.
1: But now you've just released your debut EP, your first ever EP. It must be a really exciting time for you guys.
3: Yeah, I think it's definitely exciting for us and uh, it's kind of like looking toward like a next chapter a little bit for us because we're starting to play some original music and starting to write and record and whereas last year we were mostly just playing covers and uh, it's definitely something that we're excited about moving forward. And
1: Tell me about recording this EP. It was
2: definitely a group effort. We just recorded it in my bedroom. I had a drum set up there and a guitar amp and Tommy's bass. Yeah, it was just really fun. <laughs>
1: Did you guys end up going to a studio? Was it all just super DIY? Yeah,
2: it was completely DIY.
1: But Girl Dad is a pretty new project, right? So tell me a bit about how you guys got started.
3: Brendan, John, and I started jamming in August. Things kind of simmered down for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Thomas had this opportunity kind of pop up for a gig opening for uh, a band, Perkacet Blonde, that he was friends with one of the guys. And and so that kind of, like, motivated us to get some stuff down, get a set down, and and really go for it. And then from there, we just couldn't stop playing shows. It was so fun, and we just wanted to keep going.
1: And now, of course, there's the EP. I'm getting themes of being lost, of being confused, of not knowing stuff, trying to find your way, and, like, you know, wide-eyed innocence in some ways.
2: Well, thank you. That's really interesting to hear how it's perceived. There's definitely a big theme of not knowing stuff. We're all just kind of making our way through school and stuff. And, you know, that's what goes through our heads. So that's what comes out in the lyrics.
1: Mm-hmm. What is coming up in the fall?
4: We're just going to keep trying to make new songs and we'll keep recording. Hopefully get some really good recording all together in the fall. And then hopefully get some shows going as well.
3: Now that we've started recording and we're kind of just throwing ideas at each other, I think we're hoping that we get the opportunity to kind of put it at a full length over the next eight months. We have a lot of ideas.
1: That was Girl Dad, the indie band from Kingston who have just released their debut EP, Wide-Eyed Kids. You can listen to the full interview in the CFRC archives. Look for Yellow Bridge Road in the schedule, Sunday, 8pm. Find Girl Dad on Instagram at ggirldad, and tune back into CFRC same time next week for another artist to watch.
5: Here's your arts and culture news for today. The Limestone City Blues Festival is fast approaching to downtown Kingston from August 24th to 27th. This year's lineup includes Jeremy Albino, Roosevelt Collier, Durham County Poets, Jerry Ledger and the Situation, Bywater Call, Rob Lutz, and Malinfont and & Medford. The festival is in its 26th year and includes two main stage events in Springer Market Square, as well as shows in Confederation Park and in clubs across downtown Kingston. This year will also include a food vendor and licensed area. Wristbands for the festival start at $25 and are available now at downtownkingston.ca. The Union Gallery has an open call for Queen's University student artists through to October 16th for presentation in the Union Gallery main space in the winter of 2024. If you're a Queen's student with an arts piece you'd like to submit for consideration for display at the Union Gallery, you can get in touch with them at ugallery.director at queensu.ca with a statement of interest and examples of your creative works. For more information about the call and how to submit, visit uniongallery.queensu.ca. Also at the Union Gallery, two new exhibitions will be premiering on August 29th and running until November 25th. In the main space, you'll be able to visit At the Buffet by Maddie Lecheck and Raquel Rowe. This duo places an emphasis on collaborating on food, fun, and experimentation. With a shared interest of food as a medium within performance art, the two experiment frequently with taste, touch, and texture. This all-you-can-eat exhibition highlights key moments in their collaborative journey thus far and focuses on the materiality of food by emphasizing color and form. And in the project room, One Kina Should I Tell or Not?, is curated by Mevish Rather and will feature work from Kashmiri artists exploring alternative and experimental forms of filmmaking that use low-resolution technology that promotes sustainability. For more information on these upcoming exhibitions, visit uniongallery.queensu.ca. The Bell Park Project released news of their latest project, Unearthed, on Wednesday, August 16th. This new exhibition will be a walk in the park with a twist, a week-long series of artistic installations, conversations, and experiments that seek to reveal and reimagine some of the stories of Bell Park, and it will be running from August 26th to 30th. Artists will activate spaces in the park on various days through music, geocaching activities, and temporary art installations. An exhibition at the Art and Media Lab and the Isabel Bader Center will be running concurrently with this work, and together, the art in the gallery and in the park seeks to suggest ways of engaging with a rich space and an uncertain future. For more about this event and the team at the Bell Park Project, visit bellparkproject.com. The Kingston School of Art has announced their lineup of fall adult classes ranging across mediums and skill levels. Starting in September, the school will be presenting classes such as Inspired by the Masters, a multimedia class following the teachings of Emily Carr, Norvell Morisot, Keith Haring, Maude Lewis, and Sybil Andrews. Available as well as figure drawings, all sorts of drawing, creative sketchbook club, realistic and expressive portraits in charcoal, and portrait painting with a limited palette. For more information on the Kingston School of Art and to sign up now, visit ksoa.info. And on Thursday, August 24th, Deaf Brewing will be hosting Draw by Night Cosmic Carnival, Kingston's only drawing party from 7 to 10 p.m. Draw By Night is a social drawing event where artists, illustrators, designers, and art enthusiasts get together for a fun night of drawing and drinks. Starting with the prompt of a carnival in space, get prepared to create. Materials are provided and all skill levels are welcome. Doors are at 6.45 p.m. and tickets are 17.50 and include a drink. Spots are limited, so visit drawbynightkingston.com for tickets and more information if you are interested. And all throughout August at Kingston's Independent Cinema The Screening Room, you can catch the classic cinema lineup, showing favorite features like Hot American Summer, The Lion King, The Searchers, Heat, Thelma and Louise, Some Like It Hot, and 1979's The Muppet Movie. Plus, you can visit on certain days for $7 family matinees. For more special events, showtimes, and tickets at the Screening Room, you can visit ScreeningRoomKingston.com. That's all I've got for you on Arts Desk for today. Now I'll turn it over to Jesse Bell with sports.
4: good evening this is jesse bell from the cfrc sports desk and this is your sports report for monday august 21st 2023 the queen's gales ended their first week of training camp with a road trip up to montreal to play their longtime rivals the mcgill redbirds in some pre-season action the Queens and McGill rivalry is one of the longest running in all of North American sports, with over 130 years of history to its name. In fact, the very first live broadcast on CFRC 101.9 FM was a rugby football union game between Queens and McGill on October 7, 1922. These two teams last met in August of 2022 at Richardson Stadium. The Gales would win 19-12, and on Friday, August 18th, 2023, the two teams played in Montreal, but this time, Queens would come away with a much more comfortable 33 to 10 victory. Three quarterbacks would see action for the Gales in their contest with McGill. Alex Vrieken starting the game and leading a first quarter touchdown drive that was capped off with an Anthony Soles 17-yard scamper. Vrieken finishing 6 of 8 for 61 yards. Backup quarterback Russell Weir would play the majority of the contest, going 6 for 12 for 104 yards and a touchdown. And third string quarterback Anthony Leo would go 3 for 6, throwing a touchdown of his own. For the Gales, they went with a running back by committee approach, as is consistent for this team but of all the backs it was actually second year running back Jaden Kerr the cannonball who would tally 84 yards on only eight carries Kerr seems primed for a breakout season and could very well have entrenched himself as the solid number three back in this outstanding Gales running offense This concludes your sports report for Monday, August 21st, 2023. Please be sure to tune in to CFRC this weekend at 12.45 p.m. for the pregame show for the Gales versus the Wilfrid Laurier Golden Hawks. But for the time being, it is my pleasure to throw it over to my main man, Chancellor Miracle,
2: for your community update. Kingston Circus Arts has started a GoFundMe to fundraise for their relocation. Kingston Circus Arts is a community offering circus lessons, performances and workshops with a priority of creating a welcoming space for underrepresented communities. They received the news that they will lose their space as of October 1st, 2023. They state that this is an unexpected situation and they are asking for financial support from the community to help relocate to another accessible space. To learn more or to donate, search for Keep Circus Arts in Kingston on GoFundMe.com. The Sexual Assault Center Kingston is recruiting for more Crisis Line volunteers volunteer requirements include that you are over 18 years of age you have not been a client of sack for a minimum of one year you have connection to at least one of the regions in which sack's crisis line supports you have access to a quiet space when on shift you have access to secure and adequate wi-fi you are comfortable supporting individuals via telephone conversation and web chat you have a flexible schedule and willingness to take a variety of shifts you have a commitment to volunteering for a minimum of six months, and you have a willingness to learn what working in an anti-racist, anti-oppressive, intersectional feminist environment consists of. The deadline for applications is September 15th. And that's all for now. I'm Chancellor Miracle, and this has been your Community Update. Now over to Christina Lurie with your campus news.
0: This is Christina Lorre coming in with your campus news for this week. Queen's students have a few deadlines coming up for the end of August. To start us off, tomorrow on August 22nd, open enrollment period begins. This is the time period to add and drop classes. On the 31st, the summer term comes to an end and gives way to the fall term starting on September 1st. In a piece of Queen's campus news, a recent donation will establish a student mental health research center at Queen's. With the support of a donation from the Rossi Foundation, Queens University and the Department of Psychiatry are working to launch a new student mental health resource center that will help improve student well-being at Queens and other university and college campuses. Students may be most familiar with You Flourish, a team of researchers based at Queens from their student well-being and academic success study via online surveys, which has been sent out to all first-year Queens students since 2018. These surveys, along with their other initiatives, have already translated into tools to improve mental health on Queens campus. With this donation from the Rossi Foundation, UFlourish will be able to launch their own student mental health research center, expanding their capacity for student mental health research through national and international collaborations. They will also be partnering with Queen's Student Wellness to understand how to best support student well-being and mental health research. The UFlourish Research Center aims to generate and translate evidence into resources, tools, educational assets, and integrated care models and pathways to support student well-being and mental health. The center's initiatives will be designed to align with the recommendations recommendations of the national standard and will collaborate closely with the best practices in Canadian Higher Education Network. That's all for your campus news today and next up is Laura Franklin with Weather and Traffic.
6: Today on the Weekly Traffic Report for Kingston, you're being joined by Laura Franklin, who is filling in for Dinah Jensen today as she is off on vacation. For our Weekly Traffic Report for August 18th to August 24th, we have some significant and definitely necessary closures. So the LaSalle Causeway, the Public Service and Procurement of Canada, wishes to advise motorists of an alternating lane closure on the LaSalle Causeway for repair work during the following periods will be closed for alternating lanes during August 22nd from 9.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., Wednesday, August 23rd from 9.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Thursday, August 24th from 9.30 a.m. till 3 p.m. During these periods, one lane will be closed and one lane will remain open for alternating traffic. Two flagged persons will be on site to direct traffic at this time. Motorists should expect a short delay. The road closures that are going to be continuing or new during this time period are Curtis Crescent North Leg at Porthmouth will be closed on August 9th to September 9th from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day for storm sewer restoration work. Johnson Street, Bagot to Wellington will be closed August 19th at 7 a.m. to August 20th at 4 p.m. for the Greek Orthodox Church Greek Community Festival. Lower Brewers Swing Bridge will be closed until further notice. Parks Canada is continuing its efforts to replace the bridge over the winter. So that will remain closed for the season it seems like. Notch Hill Road, Queen Mary to Runnymede closed until August 25th at 5.30 p.m. for the Utilities Kingston's NET project. Queen Mary Road, Bath to Notch Hill closed August 25th at 5.30pm for the Utilities Kingston's NET project. Queen Street, Sydenham to Montreal will be closed until August 22nd at 7pm for installation of services at 223 Princess Street. University Avenue, Union to Earl, closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Deutsch University Centre project. And then lastly, we have Wright Crescent, south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace, will be closed until October 31st, 2023 for construction staging for the 11 Wright Crescent please note that access to Wright Crescent will be through the north intersection of Wright Crescent at Palace Road for this time. Next, we'll be looking at the parking disruptions that are gonna be happening during this time period. The Town Memorial Parking Structure Restoration Project is now underway. The work will take place throughout all levels of the building and will include efforts such as routine structural maintenance, renewal of waterproofing materials, and upgrades to the building's mechanical and electrical systems. The work is expected to conclude in late December. The work will be completed in phases to allow the building to remain open to public parking for the duration of the project. phase work area will occupy maximum of 40% of the available parking stalls at any given time. Up to 180 spaces will be out of commission. There's parking availability at the Henson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial Parking Garages in two adjacent blocks to the east. And then the last remaining parking disruption that we will have during this time is at Centre 70, the public EV charging stations will be unavailable until October 2023 due to seasonal relocation of the sleeping cabins to this site. We apologize for the temporary inconvenience. Bath Road at Queen Mary, expecting delays until August 25th for the Utility Kingston's NETS project. We also have Bay Ridge Drive, Woodbine to Cataraqui Woods, expecting delays until November 30th for Phase 1 of the Bay Ridge Drive Cycling and Pedestrian Improvements Project. Duff Street, Patrick to End of Duff, expected a lane closure until October 15th to facilitate the replacement of a water main on Duff Street. Highway 15, Main to Highway 2, expects delays until August 25th for water main upgrades to Highway 15. Highway 33, east of Collins Creek Bridge to the west of Coronation Boulevard, is expecting delays due to construction to improve drainage, construction barrels and flag people will direct traffic during this work time, Princess Street, Collins Bays to Bay Ridge, expecting delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street during this construction. Portsmouth Avenue, Johnson to Curtis is expecting delays from August 9th until September 9th with the installation of new storm sewer services. Taylor Kidd Boulevard, Collins Bay to 100 meters west of Collins Creek Bridge. Expect lane closures from May 3rd to November 15th for the Collins Creek Bridge Rehabilitation Project. Please note Taylor Kidd will require the reduction from two lanes to a single lane roadway, and the lane closures will be controlled by temporary traffic signals for the duration of the project. And finally, the last closure or delay we have is on Westbrook Road, Princess to Winnemeyer. Expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and road rehabilitation. We have very few delays on sidewalks or pathways. We only have one. We have uh, some delays on Rideau Trail, Queen Mary to Parkway closed for crews to replace the sanitary main, installing shoring and building new gravel pathways. OK, for the weather forecast coming up today on Monday, 21st, August 20th 23, we have a cloudy, overcast kind of day, becoming a mix of sun and clouds this afternoon. We have a high of 25, the humidex is sitting at a lovely 27, and the UV index is at 8 or very high, so please be applying your sunscreen. Tonight we're going to have a few clouds and we're going to have a low of 14. Moving into Tuesday, August 22nd, we're going to have a mix of sun and clouds, high of 24, quite high humidex at 27, and again, another very high UV day with an Index at 8 with increasing cloudiness as the day progresses and an overnight low of 12 on a Wednesday the 23rd of August we are going to have a cloudy day and a high of 20 and a cloudy night with a low of 16 no need for sunscreen that day except you should always wear your sunscreen on the 24th of August this Thursday we will have a cloudy day with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 22 and moving into the evening we will have a cloudy overcast sky with a 40% chance of showers and a low of 17. As we move into Friday, August 25th, we will have a cloudy day with about a 40% chance of showers and a high of 24. And moving into the night, we will have cloudy periods with a 60% chance of showers and a low of 13. And then following that Friday with a beautiful Saturday, on Saturday, August 26th, we will have a mix of sun and clouds during the day with a 60% chance of showers and a high of 22. Moving into the evening, we will have clear skies and a low of 9, getting quite chilly there. And on Sunday, August 27th, we'll have a sunny day with a high of 22.
5: Thanks so much. Here are some events coming up for you in the Kingston area. This and every Tuesday at the RCHA Club, you can stop by for Tuesday Happy Hour Jam with Tom Savage. There's no cover to this show, and you never know who might stop by. The music kicks off at 4 p.m. and runs until 7 p.m., so be sure to stop by to make the weekday feel like a weekend. At the Broom Factory on Wednesday, August 23rd, Metalcore Group Upon a Burning Body will be playing a 7 to 10 p.m. show with 6.30 doors, supported by As the Structure Falls. Tickets to this all-ages show are $25 and available at broomfactory.ca. And also at the Broom Factory, Backseat Dragon will be playing a 7.30 to 10 p.m. show on August 24th with 7 p.m. Doors with supporting acts Sorry Snowman and the Astros. Tickets are $13 and you can visit broomfactory.ca to bag them now. Head down to Market Square this coming Thursday evening, August 24th, for a screening of the musical movie Grease 2. Bring your blankets, chairs, and bug spray for a movie night under the stars. The movie starts at dusk and admission is free. You can visit downtownkingston.ca for the whole summer lineup of movies in the square. Also on Thursday, August 24th, the fifth annual Night Market at the Memorial Center Farmer's Market will be running from 6 to 10 p.m. This enchanting evening promises a delightful blend of mouth-watering food, melodious music, and the joyous spirit of togetherness. A donation of at least $2 is required to enter, and from there you can enjoy the best of local music, food, shopping, and more. For more on this event, visit memorialcenterfarmersmarket.ca. The Marine Museum of the Great Lakes will be hosting their first night at the Museum shipwrecked event. Upon arrival, ticket holders will be welcome to interact with the museum staff to solve the mystery of the SS Comet. In addition to the museum's mystery activity, there will be other activities happening around, including live music, deck games, socializing, and a special exhibit. This event is for ages 18 and up, and tickets are $20 and include admission and a food and drink ticket. For more information, visit marmuseum.ca slash education slash museum hyphen event. Also, this and every Saturday at Breakwater Park at 9 a.m. is Park Run, a free, timed 5-kilometer run. Participants are asked to register ahead of time at parkrun.ca slash breakwater and bring along their scannable barcode in order to receive their time at the end of the run. Visit their website for more information if you're looking to start the weekend moving. And don't forget every Sunday that you can stop by Market Square for the Caddo Indigenous Art and Food Market, featuring a variety of vendors, each with their own unique touch. For handcrafted items, visual art, clothing, jewelry, home decor, and traditional Indigenous dishes from Caddo's First Foods, you can stop by Sundays from 10 to 3 p.m. through to September 24th.
0: Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. Dear listeners, as you may have heard, Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, is blocking Canadian access to all content created by news providers, including this radio station, in response to the Online Broadcasting Act. Access to local news and information matters to everyone, and while radio stations use their airwaves to keep you informed, we also use social media to share local news, events and initiatives, and even content about our upcoming programming. We need you to write your MP and convey your concerns. Learn more and find a letter template for your MP on our website, cfrc.ca.